This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having. Well, welcome back to the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I'll be your host today. We have designed this space to have the conversations that every team needs to be having. And our heart, our goal for this space is to tee up the conversation so that you can finish the conversation with your team at your church. Uh, So welcome to this space. So glad you're here today. We feel so honored and so privileged to have a voice and have a space in the life of your team every single month. However, you're watching this today or listening to this today, why don't you hit the subscribe button? Plan to make this a regular thing. Um, We'd be so honored and so privileged to be with you every single month. So uh, today we have a very special episode for you coming to you live from shelter in place from quarantine life here in the Seattle area. Uh, An episode specifically for all of us leading during the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, what a incredible time it is for all of us as leaders in the church. And we've never faced something quite like this. And today, actually, we wanted to bring to you an episode that we feel like represented this time and this moment in our journey. We had other episodes in the can for today, but we just wanted to talk to today and to this space. So a few minutes ago, I just recorded a conversation with pastors Kevin and Sheila Gerald, uh, my pastors and the leaders of the Team Church tribe. Um, We recorded a call with some lead pastors on a meetup a few minutes ago, and it was so good. It was so rich. I just felt like I wanted to bring this to us today to help all of us lead strong during this season, we recorded a message on maintaining confidence in crisis. It was so good. It's going to coach us all higher today. It's going to help all of us lead strong. So gather your team, get something to write with, like let's get into a mindset to receive. And um, let's just really believe God for some wisdom right now for all of us as we navigate very, very interesting territory. So here it is without further ado, my conversation with pastors Kevin and Sheila Gerald on maintaining confidence in crisis. Anyways, we're going to get started today. Pastor Kevin and Sheila uh, have uh, some uh, thoughts that they prepared for us today just to encourage pastors and encourage leaders. Uh, So take it away, PK. I wanted to first say uh, that we've been praying for you guys, and Sheila and I have had such a, uh, an, uh, an authentic concern and burden for the church at large, and so we have, uh, we have just really leaned in, and I guess part of it, guys, maybe is, comes from the idea that we live in a state here that in the USA that would maybe be more like Canada in its leanings um, in terms of our government or state government. I, I don't know. And I know a lot of you from Canada are joining me today. And so I don't want to sound like a whiner um, mm-hmm. to you guys, but just that, you know, they don't see us as essential in this season and I don't see the church yeah. as essential. And yet our national government, um, thanks to our president, some of our Congress, they have passed a law that is making us uh, part of the stimulus package and making churches, yeah. I should say, part of the stimulus package. So our heart has been like so grateful for, you know, for while we're disappointed on one hand at a state level and kind of mm-hmm. the idea, you know, that we could, they could live without us and would like to live without us. In the national, light of the national uh, and the package being offered, some churches 
will be actually not be closing their doors that otherwise would have. Right. Like if, if, if everywhere were governed by uh, our governor right now, it makes me wonder how many churches would actually survive this and how many would actually get through it. Um, and I'm taking that to heart and I don't even, I didn't plan on sharing that with you, but just my, my attitude, as you guys know, I love the church. I believe it's God's uh, plan A. There is no plan B. Uh, and ultimately, we triumph no matter what. But I've really been awakened to the idea that all of us are out there every single week on the front lines doing what we do with all of our heart to reach people, win people. But in the process, we're buying buildings. And in the process, we're gaining financial yeah. stability and strength and hiring staff members. And then a time like this could actually take all of that away from us. That, that just bogs my mind. Like a time like this where you know, we didn't see this coming. And a lot of the financial consequences and some churches, uh, I'm burdened by the fact that some churches are actually not going to make it and are already, they, they were in temporary meeting spots and they're having to adjust. Um, again, I know that, at, you know, at the end of the day, God's got this, yeah. but could it be that this is a wake up for us? I'm asking myself, is there something I need to be doing to really applaud and stand up for the leaders in our government who are actually including us in the stimulus package at this point, because there are churches that are going to make it through right here in the USA only because, and they're going to be able to keep buildings and all of that only because we have a government place that recognizes the value of the church. So I've been thinking about you guys and knowing that yeah. this is not easy. This is a hard time. And we've been, praying and we've been some 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 nights we've been saying imagine if we were in this scenario imagine right. our church friends in that scenario imagine these pastors there and and uh, so anyway just to, to say that we love you guys yeah. and we're cheering you on we're praying with you and for you and today I want to talk about confidence in crises confidence in crises and I was reminded uh, when when um, I started thinking about the internal state of things. We've been doing, as some of you know, we've been doing these opportunities, these Zoom opportunities and other kinds of online opportunities for leaders and pastors of all kinds. And most of it's informational. But what I wanted to do today was I wanted to talk to you about the importance of leading with confidence and maintaining confidence. And I was reminded of something that, years ago, came to me in a season where I really needed it, and I want to share it with you, and that is that leadership is not a task. Leadership is a spirit. Leadership is not a task or a project, you could say. Leadership is a spirit, and an example of that would be most of you have, you're familiar, familiar with the movie Braveheart, and William Wallace riding on the stallion in a moment where everyone's morale is down, and he is he is gathering the troops, and he is saying, we will fight, and he asks yourself, remember the speech, he's like, like 100 years from now, if you could come back to this moment, and he just gives this, this inspiring spiritual message of inspiration, and at the end of it, they're like, ah! My mind goes to Deborah in the Bible when she rallied the men of Israel 
And she said, guys, this is not the time to shrink back. This is not the time for us to back up. Grow the front in her spirit of leadership. And you could go on and on. You, you, you know, you could talk about uh, Winston Churchill when he said, never give up. And, and the faces and the hearts yeah. of those people were lifted at a point where they needed to have spiritual strength. So I believe that leadership is at the very foundation and core. Yes, we, we, we need information. And yes, we need to, to know what we're dealing with. And, but, but I think at the very core, when you don't have nothing else, that's a time to understand that my leadership is spirit. It's not just a task. It's not just a project. And so that really means what am I doing with my spirit? How am I maintaining my spirit? How am I keeping myself in a place of encouragement and confidence? So I want to share, um, I want to share five things with you. And by the way, I skipped over this. I see it now in my notes, Hebrews 10, 35. It does say, cast not away your confidence, which has great rewards. I love that because it literally says, if you'll keep your confidence on the other side of what you're going through, confidence in and of itself has its own rewards. So if, if we would tend to underestimate the spiritual nature of our leadership, I want us to be reminded today that the spiritual nature of leadership is more significant and more important than ever. But I want to give you, I want to give you, and Sheila's going to jump in here on some of this. Um, her and I actually have talked about this stuff, and we came up with a little list. The first thing I want to say about, about uh, being confident in crisis is, first thing I would recommend is extend your timeline. <laughs> extend your timeline. So the tendency is in a season like this yeah. to focus on the quick return to normality. Yeah. And that's our remedy. That's our cure. That's our, when are we going to get back? And what I want to suggest is that you're setting yourself up. If you're not careful, you're setting yourself up for short-term life. And there'll be a point where you could enter in, if you're not already, entering into a place of disappointment, right. a place of discouragement, because that hasn't happened yet. What I want to suggest is that you think long term. There's a, a story of a prisoner of war. I have two favorite prisoner of war. One of them is James Stocks, uh, who are writers, by the way. James uh, Stocks, Stocksdale, Stocksdale yeah. and uh, the, the other one, I'm trying to remember his name, Frank. Victor Frankel. Um, these guys have written, but I'm pretty sure this is Stocksdale who wrote about how he said that the, he had been through a lot of prisoner camp, uh, POW experiences in prison camps himself, and he survived it. He said the, the people who survived were the ones who didn't put a date on their, their getting out. Of the prison. He said the ones who put the date on, like they would be like, if I just get out by, you know, Christmas, or if I get out by Easter, if we get us, you know, then, then, you know, I'm going to be good. He said the ones that actually make it out are the ones who say no matter how long this takes. Yeah. 
like they set their brain in a position that I'm going to get through this and we're going to be good and we're going to be okay no matter how long it takes. And I just think that's really valuable to us right now is whatever your timeline of hope is, maybe even praying, like maybe you've been praying for for the miracle to happen. There's nothing wrong with that. Lord, in two weeks, I just pray that the malaria pill would work or whatever, and we would get back. Um, You you and I were just excited about only two weeks. And then when we heard the 30 days, we're like, 30 days. Well, then we were on a Zoom call with somebody that said, well, California's saying August 1st. Yeah. And, you know, it just made us realize, you know, let's let's push it out there. And we're going to still pray for the miracle. But rather than me waking up pressed and disappointed in, oh, my gosh, this could be August 1st. We're planning, and, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but things that we're already setting in our mind and in our everyday life, that it could be longer. It positions you in confidence. Second thing is, re- is uh, talk about the wins in this season. Make sure you talk about the wins. I'm not suggesting that you hype this season of online as better than gathering, which I think we talked about that in one of the previous um, meetings that we had. Like there's some that I think have made that mistake and I'm not suggesting that you pretend this season is easy. Um, But I am suggesting you talk a lot about the wins of this season to yourself, to your staff, every time you're on a phone call. Every time you're chatting with a team member, like talk about the wins of this season. It will build you. It will encourage you. Like today, I got on a, this morning, I got on a meeting with some of our team and I was saying, man, I'm just so thankful for technology. Mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful that we are, we weren't the best at it, still aren't, but I was able to say, I'm so glad that we had the foresight, that we were thinking ahead. And we just shared some of the wins that are happening. Yeah. My staff is telling me that people are coming back to church. And we've even now noticed, Sheila and I, names of people who drifted away. Right. And they're now back, not just in the weekend service, but they're joining our small groups. They're becoming yeah. active. There's wins. Talk about yes. the wins. Yeah. You want to comment on that one or keep no, going? No, that's great. Okay, number three, restructure your schedule restructure your schedule. This is really empowering, guys. Most of us know what it is to be at the mercy of a routine. And how many of us lead pastors have said, man, I just feel so stuck, but this is my Monday. This is my Tuesday. You know, when, when do I get to, when, when do you prepare, Pastor Kevin, for your weekend? When, when do you have time to do this or do that? This is our time. <laughs> this is our time. To, I mean, all bets are off right now. You're at home. You're somewhere. You're in the office. You're, this is the time. Ask yourself, what are the rocks that I want to put in place first in my own daily, weekly schedule? Mm-hmm. And just see the opportunity to reach the most important things to you as the lead pastor. How should you be spending your time? Should you not be spending 
your time. This is the time to exit from the stuff that you've been in those meetings and you thought, what am I doing here? Yeah. Why do I have to keep doing this? This is your time. Create a schedule for yourself. And I think that's what's so important uh, as a family. Uh, although we don't have little ones, uh, I do my best to be a part of helping raise children as a village because if we want to see our grandkids, we got to keep the same people around them so we don't expose them to the virus. Yep. So that means I have to take part of helping with the children. So I have to then schedule, what am I going to do? When is he going to be able to? We do understand the kid issue where you've got to know what is your schedule going to be a little bit, <laughs> what's your schedule going to be. But he and I have met in our mind that we have to wake up in the morning. We've got to about energy in order for us to get energy. Because it's time for us. Uh, we could get a little uh, down because we're just the same old, same old. We're sitting out looking out the window, but we make ourselves get up, put out energy. Um, yeah, exercise, self What are you doing with your self care right now? What are you doing with, you know, physically? Um, now's the time to say, from now on, this is the first thing I'll do every morning. I'll, I'll have 50 devotional, drink my coffee, and then I am off the gym, or I am right now. You don't have a gym if you're like us. You're, hit, you're hitting the streets, and I've got a few weights in my house. And anyway, we do our little yeah. routine every day. And, you know, get, get your routine, and then um, just, just uh, know that when you emerge, here's another thing. I'm speaking. I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm speaking right now on Thursdays. My message prep is done way earlier than normal. So you can do it. You can do it. Like I'm thinking to myself, okay, this would be good for me to actually maybe have Fridays off. Like I say I have them off, That's but it. they've become my study day for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And I got to get back to what is really meaningful. And this is a great time to do that. Number four, improve your use of technology improve your use of technology. You may not want to go back to speaking live, here's a thought, every weekend. Well, this is the time to develop, if you haven't already done it or at the level that you can do it, develop your, your captures, your service captures, so that you have another great option. Yeah. That you don't have to speak live every weekend but you can still speak. And maybe that experience in the past has been one that you had, but you didn't utilize it because it wasn't as good as it could be. Now's your chance yeah. to get better at technology. Now's the time to educate yourself on new frontiers of communication and the potential of how to use all the communication tools, maybe lean into one or two new ones that you haven't been using and just utilize, maybe you haven't been using technology for meetings, it would be a great time for you to start now. Even our council, we have pastor's council, and most of our guys and gals that are on our council, they're professional people, and uh, we went to using technology and creating the norm of having our, our pastor's council be able to do what we're doing right now um, and that is gather around the meeting 
Of course, we can all get on the screen together, see one another. But some of my business guys that are on their accounts, they travel, but they join me from the East Coast. Yeah. They can join me from wherever they are. I've had them even put us on in their automobile while they're on their way to appointments or whatever. And they're, you know, they're, they're in their automobile. They got their headset. Point is, is that this is a great time to create some new normals right. around technology. So that, that's the fourth one. The fifth. And, well, can I just tell you that when oftentimes you have recorded and you sat in the front row and amened yourself. And the people love that, yeah. you know, because they think, well, if the pastor can sit in the front row and listen to himself, then this is okay. So it really helps the people to learn to accept that uh, technology too. Some of you may also, I'll just say this, I, I don't want to, um, this is not meant to be offensive. I don't think it will be, but um, on another call that we were on, I told guys that if you'll just listen to your praise and worship, honestly, it hurts. Like it hurts. Like you're, you know, you're wanting people to join in with you, but all of that, those singers, when you really put a mic we in, were bad. Ah, we, and we're, we're first to admit, like the off key people, well, this is a time to look at all that, strategize and ask yourself, how can our worship experience, the singing part, get improved? so that the online experience can improve through this season and people that join in don't have to, you know, ignore or shut things off or if they try to worship, they're not grimacing along the way, yeah. um, you know, with their, your worship experience. But, you know, we take the whole month of August off after Team Church. It's great. You're right there speaking to the people. Yep. And they don't even realize that we're out of town for three weeks. Anyway, lots <laughs> of great it. advantages on expanding your ability and your use of technology. And then number five, I just say this, communicate more, not less. Communicate more, not less. Your confidence is going to be up if you are connecting and communicating in positive forms of leadership with the people that you love and the people that you lead. If you stay too back, if you back away right now, your own confidence will dip, I promise you. Well, I'm an introvert by nature, um, so I like some space. But I can tell you this, I, I know there's some people out there some leaders who are saying, don't over inundate the online, don't, you know, don't overutilize it. Um, you're, you got something going every night. I'm just the opposite. My, my opinion is I say do a whole lot right now. And I'm not just talking about you personally. I'm talking about setting up your church so that every day, whether it's children's opportunities adult opportunities, small groups, gatherings, men's meetings, women's meetings, have things that you lean into that force you to actually communicate and connect with all of those things going on across the life of your church and your leadership team so that you're leading them and you're cheering them on and you're also critiquing them and you're helping them get better. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I feel like right now you, you need to up your communication. Um, our staff meetings right now, probably like many of you, they're all on the screen, little bitty faces on the screen on Tuesday morning. But we're, we're doing it with a vigilance and a persistence yeah. 
And in some ways, it's even better right now. Uh, point is, is that the normal, the normal housekeeping things that we would do in a staff meeting have changed. Yeah. But up your communication. It creates cohesiveness. You feel the purpose that you're walking in. Your understanding of really who you are, how valuable you are, how much you mean to the life of your church and the people. Um, I'm communicating more with text right now. I'm communicating more with our church, our church family right now. Um, people have my phone number and texting that normally haven't had it. And it's because I, you know, why not? Like right now, yes, you're a person who I want to connect. I've got your number and now I'm texting you to say, how are you guys doing? So I'm headed into places of communication that I normally wouldn't have felt I needed to be in. Um, and for me, uh, even as an introvert, I can tell you that my confidence goes up yeah. uh, because I'm realizing, Kevin, um, you've got a role to play. You got a space to fill. People need you right yeah. now. You really do matter. So, and and for myself, I have two different phone numbers, and one is for my volunteers. I I uh, I'm texting people. I'm asking about them. Even though we have a call central going out, there's there's so many people calling. So many people. There are different ones I'm reaching out to, and they think they have my personal phone number, but it's actually I have a two. I have a phone number and then on my phone is ring central which is a volunteer number that i can i can text anybody and i i'm up front with them i tell them this is my volunteer number i don't always uh, get these calls or these texts you know i kind of just let them know a forewarning but they love that you know pastor sheila has texted them and uh, it really means a lot to them and then i want to say when it goes to communicate more not less we as wives, um, we I, I don't I don't think there's very very many wives on right now, but somehow if wives can understand that we need to communicate and be speaking confidence into our our husbands, they are we are both reinventing the church, but uh, this is very um, a time where we need to pour into confidence to the to him who's getting ready to speak, uh, getting ready to give out the word. And I think it's so important that we are not so overwhelmed that we don't pour back into the, the guy who's got to get up on stage and talk to nobody uh, in the pew. <laughs> or maybe you're recording your sermon from your home. And um, I think at this point that any confidence that we can build into you all as pastors and speakers speak into the air. I think it's so important right now. And that when you do speak, you're speaking, you feel like to the air, you're not. Man, you are, and if there's some women pastors here, you are speaking to lives that are being changed. And be confident, mm -hmm. even though there's no amens, uh, know that you really, <laughs> really matter and walk in that confidence and don't don't allow these voices to speak into you at the same time while you're trying to speak out. Um, and maybe tell your wife if she's not on here. Maybe just Pastor look, Sheila said. <laughs> just Pastor look her Sheila in the said. eye and just say, "Hey, listen. <laughs> I know that this is hard for you. You're homeschooling. You're, you're yeah. there's dishes in the sink all the time. 
Um, we both need each other to build each other's confidence right now. Just be open and communicate it because the church needs us right now to be confident. I, I believe his face brings so much calm and peace into those that are really nervous about what's going on. And so it's so important that we come across so confident and have peace and just show that calmness. So well, I think you'll agree that was an on-time, for-the-moment-necessary conversation today. Thank you, Pastors Kevin and Sheila, for coaching us all higher and helping us lead strong, for stabilizing us right now in this season. So, hey, however you're listening to this today, watching this, it's been our honor, it's been our privilege to be with you today. Why don't you hit the subscribe button? Plan to make this a regular thing with your team. Um, we would count it an honor and a privilege to be with you the first Tuesday of every month. So until next time, Team Church, know we love you. We're praying for you. We're in your corner. Uh, we're speaking God's provision, God's protection over your lives and over your churches. So until next time, be blessed, walk in God's favor, and we hope to see you all and talk to you soon. God bless you. This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.